The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash on Thursday. Let's ride. And we've got two insiders. The originator, none greater. He is Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. We've got John Mishota of The Athletic. And I am really, really trying to figure out how to get hyped up for this game. Like It's Houston. This is a bad team. Um, this is a bad organization. Uh, it's the Governor's Cup. Yeah. It's a noon game. You know, got a stack. Right before we started the show, I was I said to him, I was like, "Can you name more than five players in the Houston Texans?" And obviously you can, but it's not as easy as you think. Like, wow. it's it's not a it's no. not a, a a gimme there. This is as bad of a roster as I've ever seen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one. I mean, even the 0-16 Lions still had Calvin Johnson. You know, he still had some pieces. They were like, "Oh, I can see this this team, man." I just it's it's bad. Yeah. It is bad, and and you know this is one of those where like if you were playing like Madden or you know in the NCAA game you know game back in the day where this was one where like you you got the stats you know this is a stats game you could you can really pad the stats with stuff but I don't know I don't know I mean yeah they pay their guys too and all that but but not well I mean like they, you know we say that all the time they're not like well. they get paid too not the same though they don't get paid like these guys get paid. You know, they 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 may be in the same building, but they've got different views. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. So, yeah, it, it's – I mean, literally, you, you're you showing up Sunday because you love the Cowboys. I mean, you, you've had tickets and we're going. And, and mm-hmm. But, man, this is one of those where literally – hey, Nick, you love the Cowboys, man. You're my boy. Merry Christmas, man. Going to the game. <laughs> Going to the game. Right, right. Yeah. Literally, that's just one of those because it's – it's just like oof. I think it'll be. I, I mean, I, I always look forward to game these any game, but but I think it'll, it'll be fun. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how 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 they play. And you know, there's always a game within the game. The storylines, and I'm sure you have a lot of them written down there. I mean, just just you know what happens. I mean, are, are you gonna get a Pro Bowl left tackle back this week? Is is James Washington gonna play this week? I mean, these are some things that you know you're just everything kind of is. is ramping up to the playoffs and just little questions. And so, you know, I, I think that there's some storylines that are interesting for this one. Yeah, I, I agree with those. And then also the Kelvin Joseph thing. Like, yeah. What how is does, Kelvin oof. Joseph, that other, that number two corner yeah. spot? How does he play? Uh, who, who steps up there? How does it look there? Is it Kelvin Joseph starts and, and is, <clears throat> excuse me, clean and, and solid all the way through? Or is it shaky? And Davis Mills is picking on him. And all of a sudden now you see some other guys out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that – that I'll give you that. That is those three that right there are, are some. I think it's a great opponent for some of those question yeah. marks. You know those yep. things that you want to see. Uh, I think this is this is a, a good week for it. And you know Micah did not get a sack last week, and you know he's found himself in the news, and so I'm sure he's he'd be looking to uh, uh, get a few get a few sacks, make a few plays in this game. I remember um, talking to a, a buddy of mine. He was a coach, and and back when he was in college. I said, is this kind of like when you were in school and you were facing one of those those Oregon teams that weren't any good? Like, you know, hey, I can make all conference right now. Mm-hmm. They game like Houston, Texas. Like, hey, man, get a couple sacks, a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns, you know. It's about time for Pro Bowl voting yeah. here. Like, all right, it's that game. Coach, dial, dial me up. Dial me up. Yeah. Somebody and, like a Jake Ferguson, you know, or, you know, or even like a – 
I, I won't say Malik Davis. I mean, he might play some, but I mean, you know, just just somebody that that is like a second teamer that doesn't play a lot, but might play the whole second half of this game like that. And and if we're getting ahead of it, that's just the way it is. I just do not think Houston can stay on the field with the Cowboys if they're focused and they go out and just execute efficiently. I don't think Houston can stay on the field. No, no, I don't either. But I also think there's a certain aspect of oh, well, I, you know, you hope to see the Cowboys show up. And I just look back to last week's game and the way everything started to steamroll in that fourth quarter, a lot of that was done by young guys who they're not going to sit there and look at the Houston Texans and go, guys, this is the Texans. We don't have to, like you said, Hendershot, Ferguson, those guys. They want Sam to Williams. Sam, Sam Williams, Williams. Yeah. Calvin Jones. Those guys are going to want to put out good tape. They're going to want to play well. Uh, you know, I just, I look at this as a game of, you know, you just see, look look across the rest of the league, key injuries happen and things like that. You just want to be able to avoid that. You know, if it gets to a point in the second half, you know, go ahead and get Demarcus Lawrence out of there. You know, get, you know, Zeke and, and Pollard and some of these guys. Let, you know, let just, Malik Davis get, get touches in there. Just put a guy like Tyron Smith in there. Well, you know what I mean? Just put it. Even let with Tyron, I mean, <laughs> you know, get him in there here and there, but you don't need to have him out there the entire time. Stay, stay on Malik Davis. Scored last week. And we don't know what. Zeke's future will be. And it makes me think about Davis. And just what, what do you think their comfortability is with him and what kind of role do you think he could be working towards next season? There's a lot of questions there on you know what happens with Zeke, what happens with Pollard, do they draft the guy, and where. And so, but you still want a running back like like him on your team. I think there's going to be a role for him. You know, Rico Dowdle is still on IR. He's a guy that they were excited about, but I think Malik has passed him He's because he's quick and he's big and strong, you know, and I, I guess he's fast. I mean, you don't really have to be super fast at, at that position if you got some of those other uh, traits. And so he he has that. And now with a second year uh, under his belt when that happens, I, yeah, I think he's somebody that, uh, you know, it'd be intriguing for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of tough decisions in the offseason. You just try not to think about them right now because it just, it's a whole, there's so many other things that come with it. But, I mean, it's a good point bringing it up because it is going to be something that they're going to have to be faced with. I know Skip Pete likes him a lot. Yeah. We got that chance to talk to him during well, the, the bye week. I mean, he talked about how he's not hesitant to put Malik Davis out there in, in big moments, and actions speak louder than words. They certainly did that in that in that second half in that overtime of the Green Bay game. Yeah. I mean, he had a huge carry. It would have been one of the biggest plays in the game if it wasn't called back for that holding call. So, no, I, I think the trust is there. They would prefer to you know continue to have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, though. Yeah, you know, they, they get – Go back to April. I mean, you get thirty visits to bring a guy in, you know, and you're sitting here in the draft, and you you can I, don't, I forgot where, where did they pick last year, twenty, you know, like a low twenty, wherever they got Tyler Smith. But I mean, right. you have the opportunity to get a lot of guys in here to look at first, second rounds. They brought in Malik Davis with their thirty picks and, and thirty visits, and he didn't get drafted. They ended up getting, but they obviously liked him. There's something about him that this staff liked to bring him in to visit with them. I'm trying to think like who are the other number three backs that they've had recently because to me he jumps off as he's better than who they would be and so i guess i'm thinking like the rico dowdle um you know he's probably consider lance dunbar number three yeah i guess so because he really he definitely has some juice but i think your your best number three you know in a while was like it's a shard choice right it was a a mid mid round draft pick you know so yeah fourth round pick yeah so, so I, 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 for me, when I, when, when I saw that, that that touchdown run, and then going back into camp, I just think of like, okay, you know, along the way, Will McClay and his staff looking at it, okay, here, here's a guy that you know we, we like and and could see more out more out of, and um, 
I'm prob I'm probably finally getting my mind wrapped around it. Um, something could happen with Ezekiel Elliott, whether he takes a reduction in salary or they decide something could happen because we're just seeing there's 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 they got a lot of issues. Um, with this team roster-wise in terms of you know who you pay and where you go. So everyone cannot get paid, and you're going to have to figure out which young players allow you to spend money on, on some other players. And so Davis is that kind of guy. You, you, you know, if you can get, you know, if you can get a number two or three play out of, out of this running back, because like, you know, Pollard's staying, at minimum he's here on a franchise deal. He ain't going anywhere. I told somebody, I was like, look, Tony Pollard's going to be here. Um so that's why I look at a guy like Davis, and I'll just be interested. A game like this against Houston, if you go out here, you handle your business, you know, him carrying the ball like we saw in the fourth quarter, it's not just going to be out here on a joyride. This guy's going to be running with a purpose, knowing that, okay, I want you guys to take me seriously as that I'm someone that you can count on and have, has, have a part of your future. So to me, the way I feel is that running back is the easiest transition. Now, when I say easiest, I don't mean anybody can do it, but I think it's the smoothest transition from usually if you're a pretty good running back in high school, a lot of times those are the guys that get on the field and are pretty good as a freshman in college. And then vice versa, usually the guys that are really good in college that come to the pros and, and get some time. If you compare it to all the other positions, I think it has the highest success rate of being able to carry over in year one. And I'm saying that's not for everyone. But what's your biggest concern within that? It's always the pass blocking. Pro. Yeah, the yeah, pass sure. pro. Yeah, that, that that's the yeah. thing. It's the pass pro, and, and and you know these kind of situations. And look, hopefully you you make the playoffs and nothing happens. But if you have to put him in a situation, and you got to get some blind. I mean, look at the, the poor Niners. I mean, he's dropping guys. You know, so that's one where let let's not. I would say. Pay attention. That's something to pay attention to. Yeah, and, and if is you know, what do you have to have to have, you know, pass uh, pass protection? You got to have, uh, number one, you got to have the awareness, you know, understanding what the blocking scheme looks like and also, you know, figuring out what other teams are trying to do. And then you got to have the strength to hold up and, and you know, block. You know, to, for him to be a rookie on the, as a personal protector on the special teams right now, that's that's rare to have that position. He's out there a lot doing that. So the, the trust that that Bones Fossil has for him to do that kind of shows he's a smart kid. He's tough. He he's, he he can he can pick things up. So the sky's you know the limit for him. I think I think he he's got a really really bright future. When you say that, I think that's a really important deal. I was ended up talking to uh, Buck Showalter today, the manager of the New York Mets. And just 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 on the street or bumped into him or I called him because they had the Jacob say, DeCrom press conference oh, with yeah. the Rangers today and I wasn't going to be, be able to be there because it was at one. I said, Buck, what's up? <laughs> well, I, I just because you, know, you know him from the Rangers. Yeah, and I and and, uh, and I just said, all right, t- tell me about DeGrom. You know, what do I need to know? And and so you know, Buck just they. He, he loves he loves the arms like amazing arm. You know, he says crazy. He's like, and I have Randy Johnson. It's like I've seen some arms. So he said the guy's got a crazy arm. But one thing I asked Buck a couple of years ago, I said, "What's the biggest lesson you learned about how to win?" He said, "He said dumb players get you beat." He says, "Don't get dumb players." And when you talked about Davis being a prompt protector, you cannot be dumb. And that I mean, you have to have a smart person who understands what to do because that will get you beat. I mean. Too many times, special a special teams play has turned around a football game, but that says something. That Bones Fossil is trusting a rookie in a position like that because you can't you can't see disaster there if you do the, if you're not you know, if you're not up on what you got to yep. do. I've so. heard Jimmy say the same thing, same exact line. Jimmy Johnson said that as well, and, and you know they kind of from the same school school of thought there. You, you read know. that book yet? 
No. It's good. I bet it is. It is good. It's kind of, it's kind of what wild. Are, what are that... his chances of making the Ring of Honor now as opposed to before it came out? And I, I don't I don't know what what's in there, but I've always been I was told that that's going to be a that's going to make it even a steeper hill to climb. Yeah. Here's one. There's a whole chat chapter in Jerry and me. Mm-hmm. One of the first times that he has admitted fault. Kept admitting different faults. I could handle things different. Could have done things different. Jimmy said that. Yes, yes. So there, there's there's a lot in there. But his whole thing with it, he he laid it out that hey, this was the contract. I was in charge of the players, and I made these deals. So um, he he said it straight there. But I, I, Nick, I've always felt this way about Jerry and Jimmy thing. Uh, it'll come down to being a sentimental moment for Jerry. I mean, we. You, I mean, you guys have seen it now. I mean, Jerry will drop on you. It'll drop some tears in a minute now over a simple kind of question. And you never know what gets to him. I just hope that, because both men should be in the ring of honor, okay? Both of them. Have the honor while people can enjoy it and the people you love can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see anybody rolled out there, and we've seen this before, Mm -hmm. especially the Hall of Fame. Guys are out here getting inducted, can't talk. You know, it's going to happen this year. You know, or or they're dead. Mm -hmm. Um, The moment should be enjoyed by the participant. Their family, their coach, all those people, and and you've been around all those folks who who love Jimmy. Um, they deserve that moment too, because for some of them, like a Dave Wan, Dave Wan says, never get in the Ring of Honor. Okay, this is as close as guys like that get to. Um, Darren Woodson, you know, guy that Jimmy drafted. You know, that's moments for for people like that because of what he meant through his career. And then when Jerry goes in there, the same thing. For all the people that he helped bring along for this ride, you know, that's that's their moment too. I'd like for both men to be able to have the moment where they could truly enjoy it. When people are not able to stand up or speak or they're not around here to enjoy it, I just think that's a problem and I'm hoping that Jerry at some point in time just does it. I, I spoke to Jimmy um, on, a, on a Zoom call. He says, you know what? Sooner he does it, then we'll all just stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's the truth in my opinion. Just do it and be over with. But maybe it'll be too hard for him to get through that day of, or, or in that ceremony and, and having to do all that. I'm saying Jerry to do it for Jimmy. That might be too difficult where he doesn't want to do it. He just doesn't want him to get that that honor. I mean, actions speak louder than words. It hasn't done it up to this point, but, so there has to be something there. But you guys were there two years ago on the Monday night against the, the Eagles right. game. And, and, and while Cliff Harris was there along with Drew, you did it. Yeah. I mean, would it be any? Would it really be that much different? No, it wouldn't to us. But we're not the ones in charge. There, I mean, we we yeah, books are put out, stories are told, but you don't ever really know everything. And so there still has to be something there that is deeply rooted to why this hasn't happened. Because let's be honest, you don't need to do Ring of Honor like, well, if they're going to do it, you have to you're going to have to announce now because it has to be a year from now. No, you could actually go ahead and announce it like next it, week. You do know, whatever you want. Right. right. Exactly. Right. And hey, guys, tomorrow, guess what? Everybody, come out uh, next yeah. week because hey, we're, we're dropping this thing. Attend- so. Attendance for the Texans games down. We're going to do Jimmy <laughs> in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. How, how quickly can you make? Can you make right. the? You know, whatever the tiles are. Hey, real quick, back to Malik Davis thing. How many people do you think realize that these, that Malik Davis and that Damian Pierce from Houston are were in the same college backfield last year? The reason I bring this up is because Florida hasn't been very good. You know, one guy is the third string running back for the Cowboys. The other guy is having a good season, but it's for the Houston Texans. Like I don't think a lot of people realize that these guys that could be the two backs on the field in the second half 
our, our guys that played in the same college. I mean, I don't know. Did you know? I mean, with being an Arkansas fan, I didn't know if you knew that or not. I, I found out like uh, 15 seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, honestly, this whole week yeah. is one of those things I was, I've was i been meaning to ask someone, like, where did Pierce go to school? Because usually man. I will, I'll remember based off of, oh, yeah, that running back or whatever. And I, even if you would have said Florida running back, I wouldn't. I'm seriously trying to think of the last Cowboys game I've covered where I've looked at the other opponent where you're just like, man, this is just not going to be... Regular season? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, regular season, of course, yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks not, like. Not, not preseason, but regular season. I cannot think of the last time where I was like, I mean, what hey, are... 17 points in an NFL game is a lot. That's, that's unheard of. Yeah. Man. That is it's unheard of. I mean, why, why do I feel like it's going to be 10-3 Houston, like in the second quarter? We're going to be looking around like, going, what? Yeah. Because they'll, they'll come up here ready to fight? Yeah. No, look, I, I actually did the Dallas Morning News picks, and I, I took Houston to cover. To be honest with you, from my perspective as a writer... Your scenario gives me more to write about than sure. fifty-two to seven. Like you can write about it and, and, and things like that, but you kind of look at it as like that. Well, that should have happened. It's easier to write about. Whoa, what what happened here? You yeah. know that, that why was this a game? You know they're gonna face better teams in the playoffs. Right, than this, right. You know? If they're doing this here, they're gonna Christmas Eve against the Eagles. This uh, is yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah. but yes. I, I expect them to take care of business, even part- if it is a slow start. I still so part two of the AFC South Classic for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Houston, and next week it ends in Jacksonville with the uh, Jaguars. So these mm. are games that we're expecting the Cowboys to win. When we uh, co- don't forget the Titans. Oh, but there's like three in a row. Oh, three in a row. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought you meant like just, yeah, no, no, just no. general. He, yeah. yeah, no, you got the you know, just, Indy. We got the Eagles, too. Yeah. yeah they, that kind of breaks, kinda it gets, breaks it up. Damn, I just, yeah. You think that they could be the AFC South champions? Like you think they have to get in the playoffs like the, that? The get, that number, get a, get a first-round buy? Just get like a hat that says, like you know, it's AFC. I, I just want to see the Governor's Cup presentation, man. That's How <laughs> many people? Okay. At the stadium, we'll say they're rounded off to 90,000. 90,000 people at that stadium, if, if, it, if there's that many. How many people do you think even know that there is a Governor's Cup or what the Governor's Cup is out of 80,000? Do you think it's even 10,000? I think it's 100. I, I was going to say, I think it's, I do think it's in the hundreds. It's about like that Lone Star boot that they play for between the Rangers and the Astros. Nobody knows. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I've heard of it. That. I've never actually seen it. Does I've it seen exist? It. Yeah. It's an actual trophy. Yeah, and you get to keep it at the end of the year. Yeah, they basically just lives in Houston. They lived in Houston for almost a decade yeah. these days. So, but yeah. when they, when they're trying to win a, a different trophy, like like I think they care about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, oh, thank, thanks. Yeah, just put it on over there. Yeah, no, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's take a break. When we come back, seven seven is out on the field. I'm excited about it, but unfortunately, in my last podcast, these guys are down on it. But we'll check in with John Machota and Nick Eatman as Tyron Smith nears return to the lineup for the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. 
and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back Back, back, to Media Mash. Media Mash, John Mishota of The Athletic. You got Nick Eatman here of DallasCowboys.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. All right, my previous podcast, I spoke about Tyron Smith is back. And Mike McCarthy's like, Tyron Smith practicing. That's a good thing for the Dallas Cowboys. But Danny McCray and Barry Church are like, come on, man. You know you can't trust him. He says it's not right because you had Tyler Smith playing well. Your offensive line is playing well, giving up some of the least amount of sacks in the game. Why mess with the chemistry? Why do that? I said they want their best five. And if you're going to go into the playoffs, you know, Tyron Smith, they believe, gives them the best five guys. So um, it's two against one by myself. Still rolling with 7-7, so. Start with you, Nick. Your thoughts? Uh, I think you could say best five. I think it, what if you said, I want my best two? I mean, I think he'd be in there. I think I think it'd be him and Zach, Zach like it's always been. Um, until until he's just not that guy. Until he's not that guy anymore. But let, let him prove to you that that he isn't. Um, and and I I think what Tyler Smith has done this year has been amazing. I mean, like he didn't practice at left tackle. He's he's playing guard. He, and he was the rotating at guard and then he all of a sudden now you're the left tackle and he played pretty well based off the expectations you have for him as a rookie that hasn't practiced there all year that gets a lot of holding penalties he's been pretty good but I don't think he's been Tyler Smith I mean Tyron Smith good so I want to see if Tyron you know because we always we're judging Tyler that way based off of what you expect the last three years we've judged Tyron Smith Based off of what he's been his first five years of his career, it's like eh, he's kind of losing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's had a lot of room to, to to dip down, and he's still pretty dang good. And he was a Pro Bowler last year, missed some time. Let's see what he looks like this year. Uh, I got a little bit of glimpse of some things in practice. I'm just I'm not going to go into detail. I saw some stuff, and I'm telling you, <laughs> he's one of your best five. Let's let's put him out there. Whenever he's fully fully ready, he needs to get out there. The only way I'd have an issue with it is if he gets out there and we know it. I mean, forget us, but the coaches know, like, man, that's he's not playing on that level. But then they keep having him out there because he is Tyron Smith in name. That's when you have an issue. Okay. But if he's one of your best five players, and he doesn't have to be Tyron Smith of five or six years ago, but if he's playing well at left tackle, you leave Tyron Smith out there. 
Uh, I, and you figure out at left guard if it's you know it it, it looks like it's going to be Tyler Smith, but. If he has issues there, then then hey, you adjust to it. But I th- I just think that what Tyron Smith has done and what he's capable of still doing, he deserves every opportunity to get back out there. And let's be honest, he doesn't have any position flex. It's not like you're going to be like, oh well, we'll we'll move him into left guard and mm-hmm. and we'll let Tyler Smith stay out at, at left tackle. No, you're not doing that. Wait. Put him out there. Uh, you know the 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 guys that like the da- Dak talking about him today. You know it was good to hear him out there grunting again because mm-hmm. that's when he knows that. You know, Tyron Smith's out there doing his thing. That they, The veterans on this team trust in what he can do, and he deserves the right to be able to show that. Now, if he's out there and he's not playing up to that level, well, then that's up to the coaches to go, hey, we got to go back to what we were doing before. And But then let's be honest. There's a decent chance that he gets back out there and then something else happens. Sure. Because this isn't a one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. I mean, this has been going on for a while where it's been one Over thing. Over a half and, decade. And it hasn't been just one thing. There's been a lot of different things. Yeah. So I think that eventually your body gets to a point where, hey, he's had a lot of wear and tear because he's been in this league since he was a really young dude. And it's obviously caught up with him. And he's trying to, you know, take it down the home stretch. He'd love to end his career probably with a, with a Super Bowl ring. You know, he, he and it kind of surprises me a little bit that Barry Church would say that because Barry is a guy that, that had an Achilles injury and he fought like hell to get back out there and play. And, and they signed him to a contract as soon as he had that injury. Good faith. It's like, you're going to come back. We're going to, you know, and he was a really good player. Um, Tyron, what is Tyron Smith doing for the last three months? What well, a lot of people said he's done, man. He, he ain't going to come back this year. Jerry said it, and Jerry got laughed at for, for saying that. And here he is in the meat of the schedule, exactly like he just said. And here's Tyron Smith. And Zeke said it yesterday in his press conference. I feel sorry for the defensive guys that he's kind of throwing around. I'm telling you, I saw it. I, I saw one play of what he was talking about where, man, he, he looks he looks pretty dang good. So, he deserves that right. He, he's, he's been your franchise left tackle Hall of Famer. Show me that you're not that guy before I say, now nah, I don't want to mess up Tyron's, Tyler Smith's development. One of the things that I spoke about was giving trust towards Joe Philbin. I mean, we saw the first game. They didn't have any of the guys they, they expected. Mm-hmm. you know. So it was right out of the gate, the first game, whole new lineup. Then second game, because McGovern got hurt, you had to put Farnock out there. So you spent the first three weeks of the season you know, juggling lineups here, and they've continued to move the lineup around a little bit. We saw where Jason Peters played some left tackle. You put Tyler Smith over here at left guard. They haven't missed a beat. We haven't looked at this offensive line and said, you're the problem here. In a league where offensive line play is a serious problem. And what you just said also happened. That included with five games of a backup quarterback. Let's start going. Yeah. So... If the Cowboys are telling you this is what we plan to do, why not trust them? Because so far, I think they've earned it. Well, but people will say this. <laughs> this is very this is a very popular take. It happened a lot with Zeke last year. So you bring up Philbin. What if Philbin wants to stay with what he's got right now, but he's being told, no, no, Tyrant goes back in there. I'm not saying that that's the case, but I'm a lot of fans believe that that a lot of these deci- a lot of these decisions are made because. You know, Jerry Jones is like, no, no, no. When 77's back, he's out there. I don't care what the coaching staff says. 77 will be out there, you know. So as long as Joe Philbin is getting, this is who he wants in. I'm on the side of the coaching staff on, on this. Whatever, Whoever they want out their best five, mm-hmm. they've, to your point, proven that they that they deserve to have the set. Terrence Steele last year. Yeah. You know, I, I, was one of no those guys, I was one of those Collins guys. Hey, yeah. Collins back there. The oddest, too. I mean, for me, I mean, I was one where I thought they, they needed to upgrade at center. And, and I don't hear anything about Biotish. 
You know, I he, I mean, other than some good things, I mean, he's he moves people, and the shotgun snaps have been great. You you not you do not see that as an issue, and that wasn't one of his things his rookie year was the shotgun snaps were not good enough, um, and that's why Looney played a lot over him. But he's cleaned that up. He's cleaned up some of his penalties. I don't think he gets knocked back that that often. You know, I think he's he's been a really good player, and a, another guy Philbin has developed Tyler Smith too, McGovern as well. The Terrence Steele one will always be the one for me because, to Nui's point, it's not only – with Biotis, you're kind of – what are your other options you have? Frederick's gone. You don't have a lot of – they've and they tried working out tons of guys to be backup, and they can't even come close. So you're, you're, you're forced to do it. With Terrence Steele, you did have Lyle Collins there. And most people, myself definitely, thought, come on, what are you doing? you got to put Lyle back at – and they didn't. And now they got a guy who will probably be the Cowboys' right tackle for a long time. And, and it's an undrafted guy that everybody obviously passed on. And another, when we talk about you know your roster, another guy you got you're going to have to you yeah. know, try to get to a contract here soon, and, and he's he's going to make a nice payday. So yeah, and yeah. it doesn't sound like his agent is ready for or his is. I don't know who his agent is, but it sounds like it's not one of those like, hey, you know, remember when we signed you and we made you a starter, and you how about we do a three or four year? No, yeah. no, no. Like yeah, yeah. They they know what the deal is. They know he's already a top ten. Straight cash, uh, top, homie. Top yeah. ten right tackle. Yeah. in the in the league, and yeah, he, he's going to be tough. To, I don't know about tough to sign, but I mean, he's he's not going to be cheap. You so know, you're, just so you're making sure you're not giving any of that extra money to a wide receiver that's not currently in the building. I, I you you can't. I mean, and and I and I give the Cowboys credit for 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 looking that that way. Like this was one. Hey, come in and help us this year. You know that you somebody said it. Oh, he's cleared. OBJ's cleared. He's ready to go. And that's what got everything right. kind of, kind of, you know, stirring the pot again. When in reality, it's like no, no, no team has said he's cleared, right? Uh, and he isn't. And then now you're looking into next year, and the Cowboys wouldn't be in the market for older wide receivers who don't play special teams that want a lot of money. They're not. They're not going to be in. There. They're going to have enough. They got 20 free agents on this roster, and and if you just go through the list of 20 free agents, about 15 or 16 of them, you'd say, man, I'd like to have him back. You're not going to get them all back. Yeah, and I also look at how they got saved by Randy Gregory, um, yeah. deciding not to take that money, and then they they divvied the money up. And while they were heavily criticized when they said, "Well, we're going to put it towards these three players," um, man, yeah, you, you're so happy Randy Gregory decided to take the seventy million because Doris Armstrong with eight sacks right now, he got Fowler at five sacks, and then you got young Sam Williams here, who you know, imagine what he could be. With a full offseason and a better understanding you know, it helps of that football, too, a lot is your coaching staff. That you have a coaching staff, and in this case, is on the defense that has identified guys that work in their system. And hey, make sure you bring back these guys. And then when those guys are taken care of, whether it's guys that they sign, trade for, or add through the draft, they get on the field and they do the things that the coaches. You know, I'm obviously talking about. Tristan Hill and Taco Charlton. You know, you can have a coaching staff that really wants a guy, wants guys, yeah. and then they get there, and you're just like, "Whoa, that's not the that's not that's not what we thought we were getting at all." You know, and don't forget too about when you're talking about Dan Quinn and him developing guys. I mean, don't 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 forget that Randy Gregory was in that same boat. Yeah. He had his best year of his career under Dan Quinn in last season, and, and that was what kind of helped him get that contract. And the Cowboys were certainly willing to do it, but. I mean, he hasn't. He's never had a, a year the way Dorrance Armstrong is having this year. And I think on top of the eight sacks, that's even more impressive is that he, he block. He's blocked special teams, three yeah. kicks. 
the one in the game the other day went through, but if that thing trickles down and goes short, right. that would have been his third blocked kick because he's got his hand on it. It just went through. It doesn't count as a block. He's blocked a punt and a field goal, and then he got his hand on a third one. That's interesting. I didn't know that that it didn't count as a block. I don't. It, I don't think it counts. It makes sense. It's it a deflected pass. Through, it's yeah. kind of like a receiver deflecting the pass, but he still catches True. it. You don't That's call a good that. Point. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. But so, I mean, who 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 can have eight sacks and do all that? Yeah. Tanner Steele's restricted this year, right? Restricted. Okay. Probably put the first round tender on him. Okay, so you put the first round tender on him, and you franchise Pollard right now if you don't get a deal done. I don't know what that number is for for running back. Twelve, twelve, yeah, 12, 12, 6, I believe is what it is. What Chris Beam had looked up for. So I'm just looking in terms of just like, okay, right now, see, what would you do with your money? See, I think Pollard. I, I could be wrong here, but you do that with Pollard, but you might get an opportunity to give him three or four year deal with more guaranteed. You know, not twelve per year, but maybe more guaranteed money. And as a running back in his going into his fifth year, he might be. I mean, he he might be smart to do that because when running backs, when it ends for them, it ends quickly. Right. And it could be his fifth year, and all of a sudden it doesn't doesn't go well. They draft a running back, he gets more snaps, and then not, now what? So he might he might look at yeah, we'll sign the franchise tag, but a, a long term deal that's less than twelve million a year, but still gives you more guaranteed, might be something. But to the think thing about. that you get into is what if he is this. There's still so much of the, you know, you talk about the media, the season coming up. What if he's just a monster, like in the playoffs, like multiple big runs, things like that. Like to the contract to what you're talking about might even be like, well, we we can't even do that. So that's when I think the franchise head comes in because you cannot let him leave the building. I'm just saying if he's making these game-breaking plays and they're winning playoff games with him, they're not letting him leave the building. No, no, I'm not saying let him leave. I'm saying do the franchise like you're talking about. But when he thinks about it over the summer, like, all right, do I want to go into another another contract year? Yeah. I mean, twelve million a year. But what if they're offered me nine million a year for for five years? Yeah, with thirty million guaranteed. I'm like, right now I have twelve million guaranteed. Yeah. he might consider doing that because running the the life expectancy of running backs doesn't isn't the same. Hey, look, I thought Dalton Schultz would get a multi year done. So uh, you know, he had a number in mind. So yeah. th- this is where the agents play into. But I, when I bring up that that number for him in the franchise, I just think to myself at minimum, I know he's in the building. Yeah, you know, just that. Like that's yeah. that's the one guy who's going to come up that you know. Oh. Hey, you can't get out of. You them. got that budgeted right now. I mean, that's what it is. Eleven million, or now you're, yeah. you're asking for twelve. Mm-hmm. You're not going to keep Schultz. I, I wouldn't think not yeah. with these two young tight ends. And you know, I'm I don't think there's a need for another. I mean, they played pretty well without him. You know, I like Schultz, but I'm just saying I don't see. Oh, how I can. mean, well, yeah, it's it, but it's also one of those things where you don't get to keep every single person that you right. like. You have to look at the roster and be like. Yeah, we're going to drop down a little bit, but I'd rather drop down this little notch here than if we do this move over here and we lose all of this, you know? So you, there is going to be, you're not going to get everybody back. It goes back to what he said earlier about Malik Davis. Yeah, no one's sitting here and saying that he is the best running back on the team and he should be getting, but you, you're going to have to make some difficult decisions along the way when you're paying Dak Prescott what you're paying him and you're going to be paying Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and CD Lamb and, you know, all these other guys that are, that are, Paid amongst the highest of their positions. Terrence Neal. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of, of what Dalton Schultz has been able to do when he came out of Stanford. Um, they've now shown they have a formula and they can identify tight end talent here mm-hmm. that fits what they want. And 
You, Linda Wells has been a great, great coach. Yeah. I mean, he has done a great job of developing guys. So you're just going to do that again. I mean, that's and so it'll be a conversation. Most likely, the adults will, hey, look, we love you, we appreciate you, thank you, and he's going to want to go get us get his bag somewhere. Yeah, and they're going, will. they're going right. They're going to be some teams who are going to give him the contract sure. he wants, and the Cowboys are going to have to because of the way the roster is set and who they have to pay. Go out and just okay, who's coming out in, in the draft as form as a tight end. Yeah, I was going to say it too about Dalton Schultz. Ton of respect uh, for him for how he's handled this year. Been a frustrating year with the injury and wanted, no wanted a contract. Here are these young guys and they're going around and they're lassoing each other, right. jumping in the kettle and all that. He's right there with right, them. Right, right. He's not big boying them like yeah. we've seen other veteran tight ends do with younger tight ends. You know, like, like because you know he's like, no, I mean, I get it. You're trying to take my job, but you haven't right now. And we're we're all in one room and we're gonna have some fun. And I he's handled this in a very very mature way. And I I have a lot of respect for him. I don't know if he's gonna be here next year, but hopefully he'll get paid pretty pretty nicely. What's your saying right there that gets around you know that gets around yeah. when people are sitting out here talking about you know doling out contracts and, and, and teams are going to ask because you know surely somebody it, it's it's there are no secrets in this league so somebody's going to call mike mccarthy or lunda wells and he's going to be able to say you know hey man guy was not happy um he wanted a deal but boy look at the growth these guys were able to look at him he taught them he did his part so hopefully it works out for him kind of like I think about Alex Smith and everything Alex Smith did for Patrick Mahomes with Kansas City and oh, helping yeah. him get along here and then you know Andy Reid tried they tried to do as best they could for him they sent him to Washington they gave him a deal up there and unfortunately got hurt but he got the contract he needed and it was kind of like hey he was rewarded for being a good guy and I, I would like to think that could happen for Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. as well but they just can't pay everybody because they got some really good football players who are trying to keep around here Hey, let's get another break in here. Uh, when we come back, because Clarence was here yesterday, we didn't really dive into this whole thing. I want to dive in. Um, Brett Maher, what Brett Maher has done, and what do we think as we go forward? You get ready for the Philadelphia game and go to the playoffs. His importance for this football team. Let's dive into that with Nick Eatman, John Show. I'm New York's This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Right here on a Thursday, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, the originator. And I'm great. You got John Mishota of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. The past two games, they have not needed Brett Maher. They, they, they just not needed Brett Maher at all. It's been killing my personal fantasy team. But um, you're getting toward the end here. And once you start talking about the playoffs, you need a good field goal kicker. And I, I just think this is a really underrated story of this team, considering how scared we all were at training camp just to stand underneath those trees because these, I mean, these kickers, you had to actually have fans, hey, duck, watch out, they're kicking. They're ki- Guys, turn around, they're one, kicking. One guy couldn't get it to the trees. I mean, seriously, and the trees are uh, 15 yards behind the, the goalposts. We're talking like extra points. I mean, they wasn't, wasn't always getting it to the trees. My, my thing is... Okay, it's first of all that you had these other kickers that you, you went into camp with. He was not one of which. And he's not on anybody's team. With how well he's kicked this year, that's the thing. Like, this looks like something where, yeah, maybe somebody cut this player going right. in because they're like, hey, we drafted a kicker, so we got to kind of get rid of him. But he's solid. Like, no, this guy was on the street. He didn't have a job at all. And then this way he's performed this year. So I don't know. There's part of it you got to think has got to be a little bit of luck involved, I would think. But I did understand for a minute it. it like, wait, he was with New Orleans last year, but then I forgot. Right. Will Lutz was hurt. And, and Lutz is a good kicker. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, but man, it's it's one of the underrated stories. And, and obviously, you know, kickers don't win comeback players of the year or anything like that. But in terms of us covering the Cowboys, you could not have seen a guy who left out of here with, it was like good riddance. Mm-hmm. Get this guy going. And when he you came back, it, don't I feel like maybe not to that level, but don't you feel it was a little bit like that with Zerline? Yeah, I don't think anybody oh, really wanted to see. It's always that way with the yeah. kicker, really. I mean, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but when he came back, I was like, really? Remember we were at camp? Like, that Maher? Yeah. This been is down it. This road. Yeah. Right, and and the way he's performed, he's been the flip clutch. Side of it is though. Is that you look at Garibay and how bad he was? You're just like, how did he even get an invite? And there were portions of this offseason where he was the only kicker, like that they. So obviously they knew, hey, this will be our only kicker right now. But there are other options we have we can go with. Yeah. But I honestly, full disclosure, thought this was going to be a little bit of a merry-go-round. I, I thought we were going to see multiple kickers this yeah. year. And it, I did. Isn't it funny how like. When you think about your special teams, you know you've 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 got about four guys that are that are always kind of in the mix. Here you got your punter, your kicker, your deep snapper, and your returner. And three of those four guys were not even with the Cowboys or on an NFL roster when training camp began. I mean, Kel, uh, Kevontae Turpin was not on anyone's team, correct? Right, and neither was Overton. You know, and obviously with with McQuaid getting hurt, they they brought him in, and Maher wasn't on the team either. You know, and, and these and Overton's just been good. I mean, just solid like like all snappers typically are. 
But, I mean, Maher's been outstanding. And I think Avante Turpin's one of the more underrated players on the team. I really do. I think I think he's become a weapon. Doesn't even have to have the ball in his hand. I think on punt returns, you see a lot of short punts now, high punts, not just kicking it deep and letting him go and getting all excited in the crowd, getting into it. You don't see that a lot. I think what he's already put on tape is helping this team without even seeing it. Sure. Uh, my thing with the as, – as good as Maher's been all year, I'll just keep going back to that, the 60-yarder. That gets, well, nope, doesn't count, review in Minnesota right before halftime. And for him to come back out there and kick an even better kick Mm. from 60 yards, I don't know that we have seen. We would have seen that from him in years past. And um, I don't know, like I, when they signed him, I did not look at him as a guy that I would would have been super confident if he comes out there 40-yard field goal to win the game. But now, yeah, I mean, I'm fully confident that that, to put him out there in any of those situations. So, um, safe to say... We're all in agreement. Cowboys win this game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that makes 10 wins. And that would be back-to-back 10-win seasons for the first time since 1997. When Barry Switzer, I should say 96. Oh, yeah. 96 when the Cowboys. I was going to correct you on Cowboys that Cowboys went 10-6. Uh, and six. Sorry, in 97, they went 6-10. 6-10, six six uh, But 10-6, yeah. uh, 1996 Dallas Cowboys team. And um, they're going to have to win 11 games this year. Just so all those people that are like, well, there's an extra game. They can't go 10 and seven. They're going to have to win at least 11 games for it to 10 and seven would be the wheels falling off. No question. But it still would be a stat in that book for sure that that was the first time. I think I think if this team is anything short of. I mean, 13. Well, I think you could be 13 and four and there'd be some there'll be some excitement going into this. Yeah, but if you're 12 and five. I mean, Especially I mean, if we're factoring in a potential end of games, you know, end of season game that doesn't mean much, you know. I don't yeah, know. that one's going to be tricky uh, because you know it'll mean something for Washington. Yeah. Um, but I, what I see happening is, is I see the Cowboys being one game behind Philly. Yeah. And you have to play it because Philly could lose, yeah, and, and, lose, and yeah. if they do lose, you're going to win the tiebreak. Yeah. If you beat Washington, so they're going to have to like go in and play. You know, half-heartedly keeping one eye. But in your scenario, out. then they would go fourteen and three. That would be wild. Well, I'd maybe never, Philly's going to lose think... a couple times. I mean, I think Philly's got another loss in them, and the Cowboys See, I don't. loss. I do. I don't. I think they have one loss left in them. I really do. I think, I think it's going to be the Cowboys, but I, I, I don't think they're going to lose any of those games well, to the Giants. The Giants. The schedule is just not that. When, it's not when they when they plowed through the Titans the way they did. I was like, damn, that's one of them that they. Yeah. Kind of, oh, and then to uh, escape, I guess the way they did against Indy. Yeah. That that was like yeah, those are the ones that probably had to be lost. We'll see what the weather looks like in Chicago. Don't they play at the Bears? I think so. Yeah. That, that'll be that could be an interesting game. Yeah, you never know. Bears are Bears are tricky. They, yeah, check the roster know. here on the '96 Cowboy team. Here we go. Let's go. Herschel Walker was on that team. Sure I would not have guessed that. That's right. So just looking at some of the names here. So you know, Herschel Walker was on the team. Uh, Dion obviously was on the team. But your starting defensive guys, Tony Tolbert, Chad Hennings, Leon Ledge, Shante Carver, Charles Haley, Hervin McCormick, Broderick Thomas, Randall Godfrey, uh, Fred Strickland, Aaron Smith, Kevin Smith, Deion Sanders, Darren Woodson, Brock Marion, George Teague. I wasn't down here at the time. Was the feel that they still had? Because you read off those. Those are a lot of great players there. Was the feel like, hey, they could still get back to another one? Or that, in 96, were you already tell you about like, that. Nah, Can I, I tell you about that season? That was yes. a little different season. Michael Irvin was suspended the first five games of the year. That's mm-hmm. why Dion started at wide receiver, which I think is still one of five the, starts. Once the most underrated feat. Yeah. In a, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and he played, you know, and then when Michael came back, 
um, they started, you know, getting going. I think they were two and three in those first five games. Um, but had a huge win against Philadelphia in that fifth game, and then Irvin was in the building at twelve oh one back, and they got they got it rolling. They went ten and six, but late in the year, Leon Lett got suspended. He was playing great football. He got suspended, and that would, that kind of set him back. But a lot a lot of people believe that they went to Carolina, right? And they played in the playoffs. And I mean, Irvin got hurt in the first drive. Dion got hurt in there as well, and they didn't they didn't win. And See, I just feel like looking at it back now, they, it's easy to sit there and say they would. But I'm saying if you had just experienced, you know, 92, 93, 94, 95, mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe that at the time people weren't feeling like, yeah, all you need is just like to make yeah. this move or this guy's, and then we're going to be right back in it. You know, Get like I find it hard to believe that people were like, just blow this thing up. They're not going to get back there again. No, you know? no. The way they played, because the way they won their playoff game against Minnesota was like, this team's ready to, to get 45, it back going. 45-15. Yeah. Big, big win. And then, you know, so you lose to Carolina. As you said, 26-17, you lose in Charlotte. And then Carolina ends up losing that next week. So Green when did Bay. they finally, when did, when because did, I obviously was in 97. When did you finally, you were like, nah, it's done. 97. Yeah. Uh, 97, they were 6-10. and 10. That yeah. was, And they were like 6-5. and five. And then lost five. Never in any row. feel that hey, just if they go make this move or that move, they can maybe. Well, you know, and then ninety. I was just telling the story to somebody the other day about a, a toe injury. In '98, this team was eight and three, mm-hmm. and Dion got hurt, and he hurt his toe, and he didn't play. I don't think the rest of the season until the playoffs. But they that's when Randy Moss Thanksgiving Day game oh, okay, came yeah, in, yeah. and I mean people kind of forget like the Cowboys were eight and three. They were a really good team that year. Vikings were just incredible. And uh, they didn't have any corners because you know Dion was hurt and Kevin Smith I think was hurt. They didn't have anybody that day, and uh, but but that was a good team. But Dion got hurt that whole season. I mean they 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 limped to the finish line yeah. and they lost in the playoffs. All right, fun times, man. Appreciate it. Nick right. Eatman, John Machota, and then we scratch the media match. We'll do it again on Tuesday right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!